It's okay. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a quarterback out of the draft, and we'll be great. Fine. I hope he's really good at up downs. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. My name is Zach Alvira, and uh, as always, I'm joined by Mr. Eric Newman. Um, Eric, how are you doing, man? I'm good, but it doesn't matter how I'm doing because we're going to get to know the Z-Man. Here we go. We're going to get to know the Z-Man. Zach Alvira, everybody's famous, favorite sports reporter. Get to know the Z-Man. Let me brighten myself up since we're... Yeah. Where's my computer? Zachary Elvira, better known as the Z-Man, as everybody called him when he was born. The doctor took him out of his mom and said, this is the Z-Man. Hey, before you continue, since you brought up my mom, um, big shout out to her. She just had back surgery today and she's doing very well. So I got to talk to her before we jumped on here. Um, It was like a three and a half hour surgery. She had like a rod inserted or something like that. So um, shout out to you, Deb, for being... Uh, uh, just a dog. She's got that dog in her. She's uh, got that dog and, and that rod in her. Yeah, she's got that dog and that rod. And she, in honor of October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, she's a breast cancer survivor, remission for over ten years now. So, um, actually, shout we out to Deb Elvira. Actually, even even longer than that because she had it when I was like seven or eight. So, wow, even longer. So, mom, I love you. You're a fighter. Got over breast cancer several years ago. And now you just had back surgery and you're going to be, you're, you're a dog. You got that dog in you. You came out the mud. So I'm not Does your mom here. listen to our shows or anything? Probably not. Yeah. Especially not right now. She's still my very dad, my, my dad listens and reads every once in a while yeah. sparingly. My mom doesn't know anything about what I do. Yeah. She's no, never she, read a single article, never listened to anything. It's funny care. because. And I like it that way. No, she, me too. Um, but she, no, she gets status updates on my show from, um my show our show from my uncle my uncle watches quite frequently i believe so cool. um but yeah my mom uh my mom you know like i said she's she's a fighter man she i talked to her at around 7 15 i think it was and she told me to have a good afternoon so um goes to show that she's still a little loopy she's but on some okay. pain meds i'm guessing right probably because like are you in pain and she's like not at all i feel yeah. great and i was like all right yeah okay let me let me just let me let you sleep yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, no one, the doctor did not call me the Z-Man, by the way. So anyway, you go did. ahead. Sorry. Everybody called you the Z-Man. It's actually in parentheses on your birth certificate. Zachary Z-Man Elvira. It's not. It is. It's not. Zachary, we've heard about these the, the best moments in high school sports you've ever seen. That stupid game between Hamilton and Bishop. That stupid Highland Chandler play that you've talked about. Monopoa. All these other stupid things. Monopoa. What is the worst high school game you've ever been to to cover? Ooh. Ooh. That's a good question. Um, you know, in all honesty, it's not necessarily the blowouts that I hate. It's the games that are totally ruined by referees. Like, when they totally just ruin the pace of the game. Um, the most recent one was Skyline versus Maricopa. Completely ruined the pace of the game. Um, before that, though, it was, I believe it was last year. I just hit my mic. I believe it was last year when uh, Mountain Point played Cesar Chavez. 
Um, that game was ruined by penalties. And ironically, the so the two people wasn't bad in terms of penalties. What really made that a not so great experience was actually the same referee that ruined the Chavez Mountain Point game. And I know him because he also refs in the league that I play in. And he is just as bad there as he is in the AIA, in my opinion. Sorry about it. Um, AIA, if you want to text me again and tell me not to say bad things about the officials, I totally understand. Um, But he completely ruins the pace of the game in the league that I play in. And he completely ruined it last year, Cesar Chavez Mountain Point. And he completely, and he was just, so you know how on sidelines they have the white and then you have another line, right? Where the player is supposed to be behind. Yep. And then on turf fields, you also have the soccer lines. Yep. That's a good, what, 10 yards maybe? Yeah. He wanted all the media to be back behind the out of bounds line for soccer because he himself decided to be six yards off of the sideline, but then he needed an extra four yards because he needed space. Cool. Seems like a cool guy. No, he is. I. It's a family friendly show. He's a bleep. Bleeping. He's bleep. not that nice. Yeah. Um. Brian Gessner was there, and Brian came up to me. Hey, Zach, how you doing? Hey, Brian, I'm doing really good. But can you tell your referee here that I'm perfectly fine where I'm standing? Oh, is he doing that? Like Brian. Brian totally understood where I was coming from, because it wasn't just me complaining. And so finally, Brian stepped in and was like, hey, man, just let them go. It's fine. They're, they're far enough away. So really, big time shout out to Brian for that. But yes. The B-Man. But yes, that referee, and I'm not going to say his name, even though I do know it, is awful. And I stand my ground that he is awful. I will forever stand my ground that he is awful. I did a show kind of similar to this, actually. Every Friday night before the football season that I play in, the league, we play in the spring. And the very first show, I called him out and I said, this guy needs to learn how to be a better referee. And he approached the owner of the league, who I do the show with, and he said, why was he talking about me that way? So I know he knows who I am, which even which makes it a lot funnier, actually, in my opinion. So Yeah, that's probably anyway, why he wanted you to stay back. Maybe. But anyway, when referees ruin, it's not necessarily the play on the field that is the worst game for me. It's when referees dictate the pace of the game and completely ruin it. That's what I hate. So, yeah, there's that. Do you believe in ghosts? Mm. Or spirits or ghouls or any of the above? I don't know. Maybe, I guess. Maybe. What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. Like, I've never, like, seen a ghost. No, because they're not ghost. real. Okay, well, then, yeah, they're not real then. Yeah. Yeah, anybody who says they've been haunted and stuff is delusional. I mean, I believe in, like, people in your past life, like, visiting you in, like, dreams, if that makes sense. That doesn't make any more sense. I think okay. that's also delusional. You're probably right. I'm probably just delusional. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. What is your favorite conspiracy theory? Do you believe in any? Um, My favorite conspiracy theory as of right now is the fact that we were supposed to die two days ago because we both got vaccinated. Oh. 
Well, I'm coming to you from a past life. Yeah. I'm a ghost. I think it was two days ago. I don't know. There was some date in like October. We also saw we're there was supposed a tweet. to die in 2012 due to the Mayan 2012. Calendar. People said September 24th. Um, yeah. What else? Was Maybe there? we're all ghosts. 2000. Wasn't, wasn't 2000 supposed to be one also? Yeah. Everyone thought that everything was going to get messed up in computers and whatever. Yeah. Maybe the 9-11 one too. That's a little... Eh, to me yeah i believe that uh my favorite conspiracy theory and i actually believe it to be completely true is that every single team is underrated um and the aia hates your team in particular and i think that you should get really mad at them and tag them in tweets it's az preps 365 <laughs> not the aia online i think that actually um if your team isn't ranked as high as you think it should be, I think, you not only the players and the coaches, but the parents too, and whatever supporters should definitely tweet uh, at the league and tell them your displeasure. Um, I think that that's a really valid complaint. Um, maybe they'll change their minds. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Those poor, those poor architects, man. Yeah, I, I actually, I think I told you. You One tried time, to reach out I actually, to him? I sent, I, I reached out to him. I sent the a DM to that account. Yeah. No one ever got back to me. But I'm still holding out hope that maybe one day they'll come for an interview and some social media manager or whatever <laughs> would come on here and get whenever, you know, Centennial's five instead of their players thinking they're four or um, uh, Desert Mountain is ranked a couple spots lower than they think or whatever school. No, um, the the biggest one was during the whole COVID thing. Yeah, how they when, how the Arizona architects are ruining everybody's life. Yeah, that was funny. That's why I put out there um, on Tuesday morning before the rankings came out, which we are going to get to the rankings eventually. Um, I think um, I put out there. I was like something like you know, keep in mind these these will change all that stuff, and then I was like, also don't tag the art architects. They have nothing to do with it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really do think, though, that everybody should tag Seth, who runs the AZ Preps 365 Twitter account, um, get really mad at him and say that he's sleeping on your team, um, how your team is underrated. You you you're really so should stupid. all do that. I, I fully you're, understand that. You're so stupid, dude. <laughs> it's anyway. not. It, they say it's a math equation, but it's actually they're playing favorites. Um, they yeah. they change the math. Uh, I think Seth really cares um, one way or another which team makes it in. I think that really is a big deal to him. Well, it's just like – sorry, this thing is like blinding me. Um, it's just like how, you know, I was tagged today. Cody sent out a tweet about Navi Bruzan from Liberty, and uh, I was tagged in it for some reason alongside Ralph. And Cody decided to egg on this Edgar Allan Poe character and say that um, I'm sleeping on Liberty – even though I have them number two in my open division ranking. Quoth, and people, quoth and people, the Raven, Zach is sleeping on us. Yeah, like the, the, this dude who can't even put his real picture on there because he loves what, what if it's just Edgar Allan Poe and we're coming back and he's actually a ghost and we're just wrong about everything? Then ghosts are real. Yeah. But this Ed, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, um, I don't know, imposter – you know, said that 
Cody's been the only one that's been real or, you know, right about Liberty or not sleeping on Liberty or blah, blah, blah. I have them at number two in my open division rankings, dude. Like, Why not number one? Because they haven't beaten Chandler. Yeah, that's fair. No, I'm beat, with you. Beat Chandler and you'll be number one in my rankings. Yeah, that's fair. Flat out. Flat out. I don't know you don't play Chandler, but like eventually you might see him. So beat Chandler or wait for Chandler to lose somebody else and you'll be number one. There you go. Simple as that. Go Who's the most famous person in your contacts list on your phone? Ooh. Am I really going to put him out there like that? Mine is the Z-Man. Oh, shut up. Um, or Cody Cameron. Definitely Cody Cameron. I don't know anybody. Um, the two names that come to mind right away... Probably, you want me to give you a serious answer or want me to lie to you? Whatever you'd like. I mean, Cody's pretty famous. Cody's pretty famous. Um, But if we're being serious, it'd probably have to be... Chili. He's pretty famous. I know. No, I've got um, a couple NFL guys that I've talked to before for stories. That's about it, though. Look at that. Or I think there's an MLB player in there, too. I still have that. Two MLB players. Three. Look at you. Sorry, three. I'm not going to put out who it is. You shouldn't. No, I'm not. Honestly, if if people went back in your stories, they could probably see people. Probably figure it out. If you're really interested in that. Yeah, they can really figure it out. Pretty simple. Would you ever join a cult, Z-Man? Would the Z-Man ever be part of a cult? Isn't that what Arizona Varsity is? Yes. Well, yeah. We're clearly not in it for the money. Yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it. Drink the Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. Do you like Game of Thrones? No. I never watched it. Well, I tried to watch it. I got too bored. This new House of Dragons show is so boring. It's <laughs> immensely boring. I Is liked it? Game of Thrones. I wasn't like the hugest fan in the world. Yeah. But it's just this whole thing is like just who's sleeping with who and it's arguments about royal family. It's like it could be anything. It could be cowboys or whatever. It just so happens to be all these blonde people who like dragons and they're yelling about who's sleeping with who and who's cheating on who. It's like it's if the Kardashians were in this made up universe. I assume. I don't actually watch the Kardashians, but it seems like something they would argue about. It's it's so dumb. And what makes it dumber is the fact that Game of Thrones was so good that I'm still watching it. I've watched all like eight or nine episodes of this yeah. thing. And I'm, every single time I'm like, why am I watching this? I'm hoping like someone actually fights or there's a dragon doing something cool. But it's just people yelling about who's sleeping with who. That's what I had to get that off my chest. But that was the end of the Z-Man. I'm glad we got to know the Z-Man. I'm really glad that we got to do this again. Yeah, it, it won't be the last time. It was a lot of fun. It'll be, and I'll forget, and then we'll eventually do it again when I remember. Yeah. I just really wasn't even using my, uh, my, my microphone the entire time. So That's something we know about the Z-Man, is that he has a microphone. Yeah. Only because I hate the way these uh, the audio sounds here, and I always have to wear headphones. So, 
I don't know. Do, do you I sound crisp? Do I sound better now? Yes. Let's <laughs> you move on. Yes. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, Eric. So I want to know right off the bat, how mad were you that some of your favorite teams were slept on for their new rankings or for the first? Oh, rankings? I'm so angry about it. Yeah. Which ones are you most angry about? I think I'm really angry about um, all the uh, all the Flagstaff teams, even though they're actually pretty much exactly ranked where they should be. I'm still mad about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where where should they be ranked? Uh, number one and two. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't angry about anyone. And if I was, I would be angry at a math equation. So that seems like a waste of my energy. Yeah, you'd be mad at a computer. Yeah. Who has no feelings. Yep. Except so. to to disregard whatever team you root for or play yeah. for. Yeah, true. Um, okay, just to quickly go over these. Uh, we are talking about um, rankings. So we'll go from, we'll do 4A first because there's no teams from 4A in the open division, which by the way, I guess we can start there. Are you surprised by that? That there's no 4A teams? Not yeah, all. yeah, me neither. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Um, so number one, and we'll go through the top 16. So if, if, if playoffs started tomorrow or Friday, then this would be the top 16 teams. Number one, Arizona College Prep, which we'll talk about in a second. Number two, Canyon Del Oro. Number three, Snowflake. Number four, ALA Gilbert North. Number five, Marcos Deniza. Number six, Apache Junction. Number seven, Buckeye. Followed by Yuma Catholic, St. Mary's, Lake Havasu, Prescott, Post and Butte, Walden Grove, Arcadia, Northwest Christian, and Combs. Um, Arizona College Prep. First season in 4A. Only loss is to a 3A team, but that 3A team is Valley Christian, which is very good. And it was a 14 to 12 loss. So it was a it was a close game, first game of the season. And Arizona College Prep is only going to get better because of the transfers that they've got in there now. Right. They've got Seton Catholic on Friday, who I think they will beat. They've got a big, big matchup with ALA Gilbert North. And they've got Arcadia, Combs, and Marcos. The back half of their or the last four games of their schedule all playoff teams right now yeah absolutely it's a it's a really tough schedule at the end yeah especially when you look at marcos at number five ala at number four um arcade is at 14 combs is at 16 so especially that marcos and ala gilbert north game we're gonna really see just how good this arizona college prep football team is yeah but i will say regardless of the outcome of those games this is going to be a playoff team and the job that Myron Bluford has done over there, we've talked about it so much already. Phenomenal. He has done so, so well with that program. Um, and we it's really cool to give some credit to, the, uh, to, to them in their scheduling too, right? Like Very true. You know, they're 4-1, yeah. they're and, and there are a lot of teams that are 4-1, and 5-0, and 5-1 oh, uh, yeah. in 4A. And obviously they still need to earn it. Um, they had to win those games, but the fact that they scheduled a five A team in Gilbert and a six A team in Mesa has really, really paid off for them. And they beat the both. They were able to beat them. Um, yep. has really has really helped their strength of schedule. Yeah, it really has. And like I said, they've got some transfers coming in. They've got a really, really good center. Uh, I believe it's actually Brock Dews. If you remember who Brock Dew is, mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's actually his cousin 
who is now going to be, I think, the starting center, or he's going to play um, a little bit of D-line or maybe some guard, but his name is Luke Dew. He's only a junior. So they're going to have him for a couple of years. I know they've got a couple. I mean, they've got a kid from, like, Hamilton that's there now. They've got um, – I think they've got a couple kids from – I, I don't think from East Mark, but I know they've got a couple other kids from somewhere else. Uh, I know Myron Blueford posted a picture on Twitter. If I can go find it, then I will. But um, th- this is going to be a dangerous team. Um, they were already dangerous, and they're only going to get better now, yep. which is kind of crazy to think about, especially being number one already. Now, the thing is, is they're not going to make it to the open division. I can tell you that right now. Right now, they're sitting at number, what is that, 13? 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, number 14, there's no way that they get to the open division. No, I don't think so either. And they, I think yeah. that's fine. I think so too. I don't think, I don't, I mean, my knowing Coach Blue, he would like it in terms of the notoriety and saying that he made it to the open division. But I think he knows exactly what would happen if he had to face at Liberty or Chandler. Right. So. He wants to be in the 6A conference. He does. He wants to be in the premier region. I know CUSD wants them to be in the premier region because they want all of their schools in there, but they're still a couple years away from that. They, that they just got into 4A. They can wait a little bit. Yeah, they can They can afford to wait. So, um, yeah. So, 4A conference uh, rankings. Let me go back to them really quick here. Um. Like I said, Canada Oro, that's a really good team down there in Tucson, number two. Snowflake. I mean, that Snowflake team, man, they're always so good. And they've got a monster matchup with number four, A.L.A. Gilbert. That's going to be a really fun one. On Friday. That's the best region in 4A, and I don't think it's that close. No, it's not. I really, really wish that game was here in in town because I'd probably go to that. That's how good of of a game that's going to be. And then Marcos Deniza. At number at five and zero, oh, number five, Coach Figueroa, the job that he's done over there. Now, schedule little on the lighter side. Uh, Vista Grande, who actually has been very surprising this year. Uh, Fountain Hills, Deer Valley, Amphitheater from Tucson, Flagstaff. Now it gets a little bit tougher. They've got Arcadia playoff team, Combs playoff team, Post and Butte, a very good five A team. Seton Catholic, and then obviously Arizona College prep to round out the season. So, um, Marcos and is also going to be a, a playoff team. So, I'm excited to see Coach Fig has done a great job building up that program. Um, Apache Junction has done great. Yuma Catholic, St. Mary's kind of having a bounce back year. Or not bounce back year. They had they had a good year last year, but now two years in a row where they're going to be playoff contenders. So, um, 4A is kind of – I don't want to say it's wide open. It is. I think but... – Part of the thing is that because there are so many teams, not everybody gets to play each other. You know, in 6A um, and even like the top level of 5A, a bunch of the teams are going to end up playing each other. You know, you've got exceptions like Chandler isn't going to play Liberty unless they meet in the playoffs or, you know, certain matchups. But a lot of these teams in 4A aren't going to play each other throughout the year. You know, you might have – 10 of the the top 16 teams that don't play against each other yeah um and so we might have quote-unquote upsets but one team might just simply actually be better because they haven't you know you haven't gotten to see him go head to head um so i really do think i don't think that the 16 is going to beat the one necessarily but 
um i mean we could see some some number upsets yeah exactly uh let's move on to 5a so right now this was probably one of the biggest surprises i would say about the rankings um it didn't upset me but i I was a little surprised number one in 5a but also number seven in the open division right now is desert mountain right behind the wolves is number two notre dame prep Notre Dame prep just beat Desert Mountain in triple overtime last week. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know which game it is that's giving Desert Mountain the edge. Uh, right now, the opponent rating and also just rating in general is about it's a less than a point for both of those. Just to recap Desert Mountain's schedule, Cactus, Camelback, Mountain View, Chaparral, Arcadia, and then the loss in Notre Dame. My guess is the two wins over 6A opponents. I think so, too. Is what is getting, um, giving Desert Mountain that edge. Because yeah. Notre Dame has beaten Horizon, beaten Ironwood, beaten McClintock Brophy, and now Desert Mountain. But the only loss is the Chandler. But that's a good loss. Yeah, absolutely. And that two. helps their strength of schedule. Right. But I think that... Um, the fact that one team has beaten two 6A opponents and one has only beaten one is the is the sliver of difference. And here's the tricky part. So Desert Mountain's schedule is very similar now to Notre Dame's because they're in the same region. They play the same teams. Skyline, Gilbert, Sunny Slope, Cactus Shadows. Notre Dame prep schedule. Sunny Slope, Skyline, Cactus Shadows, Gilbert. Yeah, it's the same... It's the same thing, essentially. I think except for that Gilbert game. No, it should be the same. It's the same. Um, is there a chance that Notre Dame Prep wins that region yet is left out of the open division in favor of Desert Mountain? Because I personally don't think Desert Mountain loses again this season. No, I think both of these teams might run the uh, the rest of the, the region. Yeah. So I think both will finish 9-1, and one, but that's where we kind of get to that Okay, so what happens? Because yeah. the rating, if they play the same teams, the rating can't go higher for Notre Dame Prep necessarily. It it part of it depends on um, the scores of the games. If they're winning by double digits versus yeah. you know a point, makes a small difference. Um, and I just think that once uh, you know maybe four or five games down the line, maybe that those two extra games against six A opponents might not mean as much to the yeah, average exactly um, but yeah you know there's a there's a chance that if if it does happen that both of these teams win out which you still never know but if they do um i think there's a chance desert mountain could still be on top but yeah that's cody says away. cody says ndp should be ranked ahead because of the head-to-head victory cody i 100 agree with you i do really I yes really do. I agree it's also a computer that doesn't take that into account exactly that's the only problem uh he also said don't worry i'm here i was really stressed about that cody i was really worried um, about that yeah i was hoping you're okay um number three technically so if you take desert mountain out of the equation let's put desert mountain in the open division notre dame prep is number one in 5a ala quinkery is number two higley's three campo verde's four uh miranda's five horizon six cactus seven desert edge eight gilbert nine skyline ten millennium eleven Castle Grand 12, Central 13, Verado 14, Paradise Valley 15, Sunrise Mountain 16. Top heavy. Very, yes. very top heavy. Um, Notre Dame Prep 
is a legitimate contender. I think Notre Dame Prep is an open division team right now. I have them in my open rankings. Um, AOA Queen Creek is right up there. Now, the thing with AOA Queen Creek and the reason why I don't have them in the open yet, I really need to see how they do against Campo Verde and Higley. Because I think they can beat Casa Grande, and I think they can beat Horizon, and I'm fairly confident they're going to beat a struggling Mesquite team. That Campo Verde game where Campo Verde just plays super, super tough and physical at all times, and Higley, those are going to be the two games, in my yeah. opinion, that will really kind of help, it for me personally, get them into the open. I also think that could allow, especially... Especially if the if the Patriots do go nine and one with wins over Horizon, with wins over Campo, with wins over Higley, who are all right now top what five, six? Yeah. Higley, Campo, all top seven six technically right now. If you take Desert Mountain out, Patriots might be in the open again. Yeah. So that I mean that could get very interesting. Those are those are teams to watch right now. Um, I don't think Hagley can get in with the horizon loss. Um, I don't think so either. And I don't think Campo Verde gets in with the mountain point loss, especially, especially if they lose to LA Queen Creek. I don't think they're in for a five, a team to get in. They have to be a one loss team. They're not going to be, think that might or, uh, be difficult two loss. still. It might be, especially if you're talking about, seven six eight teams going right now which yeah. is kind of nuts well, i mean we kind of expected it but it's kind of nuts it's the, same the new formula makes it so that's a little bit more likely to happen exactly um as you move on to 6a speaking of speaking of 6a with seven teams taken out which we'll get to those seven in a second right now cronadel's number one o'connor two centennial three queen creek four highland five mountain point six Red Mountain 7, Shap 8, Williamsfield 9, Boulder Creek 10, Mountain View 11. Sorry, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to like do the math in my head. Sal Point 12, Perry 13, Mountain Ridge 14, Valley Vista 15, Cesar Chavez at 16. Mountain Point plays Corona on Friday. I will be at that game. Technically, technically speaking, this is number one. Versus number six. It's going to be pretty good. Now on the West Valley, on the West side of the t- of town, technically number two plays number three in O'Connor and Centennial. Yeah. That's going to be huge. Both four and one. I think whoever wins that might have a chance to move up into the, into the open temporarily. Yeah. Or and we are going mean, to, or maybe yeah. they'll stay there. But in terms of next week's rankings, I think the winner of that has a chance to really be. There. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but Corona del Sol, O'Connor, Centennial, they're doing a great job over there, man. Those are especially those three teams. Talk about a bounce back year for all yeah. three. They're, they're doing really, really well. Highland at three and two, number five. People were wondering, like, oh, why, why doesn't Highland get the respect? I mean, it for me, it's I don't know how much that Utah loss is factoring in. Yeah, I don't know what they rank. Them. I I really don't know, but like Highland has a chance. I mean, the loss to Hamilton obviously helped because Hamilton's in the open division. Um, Highland's probably going to not probably Highland's going to be Desert Vista. Well, I shouldn't say that. They're probably going to be Desert Vista. Um, 
Sawaro. I mean, that game, that that game could honestly make or break yep. the season or the open chances for both teams. I really, because I don't think a three-loss Highland team gets into the open. No, I don't think any four-loss team, especially. Well, as I was going to say, a three-loss Saguaro keeps them in. A four-loss Saguaro, they're taken out. So, out of that game on the 21st, man, I might have to be there. I don't know. That's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. Um, But sticking with 6A, I mean, Highland, Pinnacle, Still a tough matchup. Red Mountain, always tough. And they have to face Chaparral at the end of the season. So like, high, there's no guarantees for Highland to even win out at this point either. Um, especially with an, a little bit of a struggling offense. That defense can win them any game. That that defense is good enough. Um, then you look at Mountain Point. So Mountain Point, like I said, plays Corona. I think that's a winnable game. I think on paper, Mountain Point is better than Corona Del Sol. I really do. The number of athletes, the offensive line the three running backs that they've got on paper mountain point should beat Corona del Sol. Um, then they've got Dobson, very winnable desert Ridge, very winnable sunrise mountain, more of a toss up, but still very winnable, especially because it's at home. Then they've got Cesar Chavez. Chavez always plays super hard, still very winnable at eight and two. Does mountain point get in? It's one of those where it depends on everybody else, right? Yep. You know, uh, a Highland Sawaro score might make that difficult. A, uh, you know, if one, if a certain goes, if it goes a certain way, I think that they're going to be, if they go eight and two, they will be right on the cusp. Whether they make it or not is a different story, I suppose, yep. but, but still. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I'm kind of looking at the ratings now, like opponent ratings, which I know does help a lot. Um, Makes a big difference. Liberty's at 16. Chandler's at 14. Everyone else is at like a 12, other than Castile at 9. Saguaro's and Saguaro's at, at 19. Almost 20. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's wondering why Saguaro's still in, that that's the reason. Yeah, um, and it, I think they deserve it. I think so, too. Um and Mountain Point sitting at a 10, which I don't know how much their opponent rating is going to go up from here. Just because That's the thing is some of these, you know, in a, yeah. in a region, they have the pride. It might go down a little bit. It's possible, honestly. So we'll see what happens there. But um, moving on to the open. I want to talk for one second before oh, yeah. we get to the open about the team without the uh, the ranked, including... So there's seven teams in the open. So currently they would be number 18, uh, Trevor Brown. Yeah. Um, five and one. But their opponent ranking is a negative seven, which is far and away the lowest of any in 6A. Um, what do you, I mean, what do you think about that? I think that if they are able to run the rest of their schedule and go nine and one, and win their region, which is very doable. They have some tough games left. They have to play Mesa and Desert Ridge, um, which are ranked just above and just below them. Um, but nine and one winning the region, there's a chance they don't get in because the highest team is just one spot above them, even if they were on the table. I just I worry about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks because you want to see. You want to see teams like that in. 
You really do. You do. Um, it's just the only problem is, aside from West Point, none of the teams they've already played have a winning record. No. And like none of the I, teams that are remaining that they're going to play against have winning records. Yeah, like like if you count so Maryville's 0 and 5, Copper Canyon's 1 and 4. So you're 1 and 9 right there. North is 1 and 5. So you're 2 and 14. And then Westview is 2 and 4. So you're you're 4 and 18. Like four of your opponents are 4 and 18 on the year. Like that's not no wonder you had the negative seven. Yeah. And Copper Canyon is four and two. Yeah, that's a good win. But you lost to Westwood, which obviously Westwood, like Westwood's not a bad team. They're really not. No, they're not. But with a three and three record, it's not going to help you. No. Because again, this isn't human committee. A human committee could look at Westwood and be like, that's a way better. Th- that's a way better team than three and three. Way better. I would say that. Um, but the problem is it's a computer. So yeah. a computer's not going to help them. Um, Desert Ridge, there's no guarantee Brown even wins that game. And if no, they not at Desert all. Ridge, that's a two and four loss. So yeah. Trevor Brown has to win out. If they don't win out, I as much as it sucks, I don't think they get in. No, I think they, they have to go nine and one. And even still, they might not make it's, it. They might be 16 seed having yeah. to go play a team that we'll talk about in a second. So I don't know. We'll man. see. Yeah. Um, open division. Let's move on to that. So right now we have Liberty at number one, which I kind of expected. It's not so honestly. Uh, Chandler at number two, Bash at number three, Hamilton at four, Pinnacle at five, Castile at six, Desert Mountain seven, Saguaro is eight at three and three. There's only two undefeated teams in that list that I just read off. It's Liberty at five and zero, and Chandler at six and zero. And they're far and away ranked higher than anybody else. They're between point four of each other. Yes. Um, but Bash at number three is it's at twenty one, and Chandler's at twenty eight. Yeah, it's a big difference. It's a it's a big difference. Average opponent rating is a little bit closer, but still, there's a big difference there. There's, it's um, nice to have that zero in the right column. Right. Yeah, seriously. Um, these two are the best teams in the state right now. No question about it. Um, Basha is right up there because Basha just struggled last week against Liberty. But that's the thing is if Basha has the same type of outing against Chandler, it might be a similar outcome, which is crazy to think because of how much talent Basha has. Hamilton. They've got to get their offense going. They have to. I know Rock is hurt. They scored 38 on Perry. Um, but from I, I think a couple of those were late touchdowns, though, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they they need to have a very good performance. They need everybody healthy when they get into the meat of their schedule, which will include Basha. It will include Castillo. That's next week. Yeah, exactly. It will include Chandler, obviously. Um, Pinnacle's only loss is to Liberty, but it was a 49-7 beatdown. So, um, speaking of Hamilton, though, how about uh, Rock Chalowski getting a Notre Dame offer from Notre Dame? That could be that could be your Bo Jackson. I like it. I would show you my that could be your Bo Jackson. 
I love it. I love it. I hope he goes. I'm going to get in his ear. Um, not really. He can make whatever decision he wants. He is still committed to UCLA. Just FYI. But um, a, a football and ba- or football and baseball offer seems huge. pretty enticing. He's going to be the next Jeff Samarja. Yep. That's that's who did it last time in Notre Dame, played baseball and football. So, um, so yeah. So, we're looking at um, – so Pinnacle at number five, Castile at number six, Desert Mountain seven, Saguaro eight, like I already mentioned. Four premier region teams in the open division right now. That's bonkers. Yeah. It's so, a lot. And the thing is, is they're going to end up – there might be one of those teams might end up having to to bow out of the open because yeah. they're all going to play each other. Yeah, um, exactly. But – so. It, it, there, I mean, there is a scenario where all four make it if there's one or two – you know, weird situations. One beats another, another loses to one. And it's, you know, it's doable, but yeah. I don't think so. But I think it's going to be three out of those four probably make the hundred percent. Um, yeah. Cause they're going to start to kind of weed themselves out a little bit, especially when they have to play each other. Um, let's talk about Sawara three and three. Um, their schedule doesn't get much easier. <laughs> no. Um, they are at Highland, not this week, but next week. So on a bye. Um, they're at Highland, then they face Chaparral, rival game at home. Then they're at Pinnacle, then they play at Brophy. Um, that Highland game is going to say a lot about the Saguaro team. Like I said earlier, that's a make-or-break game for Highland to have a chance at the Open Division. It's a make-or-break game for Saguaro to have a chance at the Open Division. Yep. That that's probably a huge. loser's out. The loser is going to be out, 100%. Um, it, it just, that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be a physical game. It's going to be a very close, I think, tightly contested game, but the winner's out. Open division implications are on the line. Open division hopes are on the line that game, Yep. which is why I think I have to be there. I think it's going to be a good one. I've not seen Highland play this year. Um, it's actually really funny. Someone asked me the other day. They're like, how often do you ever like go back and cover Highland? I was like, honestly, like, I try not to do it a whole lot because obviously you probably I end there. up going once or twice a year, once maybe. Yeah, like I try in the playoffs, and I try to see, I try to see every like not every team I can't. That's impossible. I try to see different teams when I can every week. Um, so far, I've done a pretty good job of it. I have seen Mountain Point twice. I'm going to see them three times. I have seen Desert Vista twice, but that's because they were in California and Vegas. So, I mean, I was there for those games. I had to be there. Um, I'm going to see Saguaro next week against Highland. I have not seen either of those teams yet. So, yeah. I mean, so people ask me, like, why don't you go to Highland, like, all the time? Like, There's a lot of teams in the state that you cover. One, there's a lot of teams I cover, and two... I already get enough of a Homer thing for just having. Go, Does having anybody gone actually to believe you're a Homer, though? Probably not, but I mean, you, there's some weirdos. I mean, because I give Poe, you crap about it, but I don't actually believe you're a Homer. Well, Jacob Saliga always goes, "Oh, it took Zach less than two minutes to bring up Highland." <laughs> Did he say that? He has before. Yeah. Speaking of Jacob Saliga, I got to say something about his Bears, if that's actually his team. Dude, he um, has like 15 different teams. Well. I heard a stat on the Dan Levitard show today that made me laugh. Tom Brady, if you just took after the age of 40 years old, just his stats from 40 on, 
would be the leading passer in Chicago Bears history. <laughs> Just from 40 on. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> 24,000 um, yards. He beats out, I think, Jay Cutler is number two in that I situation. I really don't know where Jacob's fandom really lies. Doesn't matter. Because he's he's a he's an Auburn fan in college. He's a Braves fan in baseball. He's a Suns and Bulls fan. He's a Bears fan allegedly. I don't know, man. I don't get it. Doesn't I really matter. don't. I'm not really I just sure. wanted to laugh at the Bears that Tom Brady after the age of 40 would be the best right. quarterback in Bears history. I'm trying to go see if I can find just the other one of his teams three he... combined Hall of Fame careers he's put yeah. together. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find the other um stuff that he likes. Let's move on. Oh wait, he just messaged me. Um, let me see. What do you say? Don't if he's giving you an explanation, I don't want you to read the whole thing. No, I want to read it. I want to read it. No, don't read the whole thing out there. It doesn't matter. When Jay Cre- when Jay Cutler is the best QB for my team in my lifetime, that stat doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I remember how excited people were when he went there. It was for for one offseason, it was the best selling jersey in the NFL, Jay Cutler, moving from Denver to Chicago. What a waste of money. Yeah. What a giant waste of money. Holy. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. So, Eric, where are you going to be this week? I will be at uh, Coconino High School. Uh, you talk about not uh, not having to see the same teams. I do that every week. I see one yeah. or two. Oh, um, but I'm going to see Coconino playing against Lee Williams. Um, Coconino's had a bit of a tough year. They're two and three. All three of their losses have come by – um, less than a touchdown and they've played good teams and they just uh, have had some trouble finishing. Um, but I think they're going to be able to, to now that regions here kind of put it all together. Um, yeah. so that's going to be an interesting one. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm gonna, I was initially going to maybe go out to a game tomorrow night, but I really don't have anybody that I technically cover for the papers in, in playing right now. So, or playing tomorrow. So, I might just watch the NFL game. We'll see. That game's going to stink. That's the problem is why do all these Thursdays? First of all, let me, you know what? Why the hell are we still giving the Broncos primetime games? Why? Because people thought they were going to be good when they scheduled it at the beginning of the year. Put them at, put them in London where no one watches them. Put them in London. They're, they're awful. I don't want to watch the Broncos play. I don't want to watch the Chargers put up 50 on the Broncos. I don't want to see, actually, they're not going to put up 50. But I don't want to see Russell Wilson continuously throwing complete passes. And is the game in L.A. or is it in Denver? I don't want to hear the Bronco country. Let's ride. No. After he scored, what was it, nine points? All field goals. No. You're not riding anywhere except to the bench pretty soon, Russ. Yeah. And Broncos, you're riding to a 1-16 season. You guys suck. I don't want to see them anymore. I'm done with them. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't want to see him. Who's Thursday? It's the Commanders versus who? Uh, Commanders and... I'm looking at my fantasy team real quick. 
I'm not doing too hot this year. Oh, it's the Commanders versus the Bears. Speaking oh, of. God. Never mind. That's going to be a I'm... terrible game, too. I might as well go in person if I want to watch a high school game. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Jacob caught on. That's that going to be so bad. Yeah. My, uh, can we do a fantasy uh, checkup since we're on the topic? If you want. Kind of? Okay. So my team has struggled this year, right? Didn't have quarterbacks the first couple weeks of the season. Finally get Jared Goff, who's been doing usually typically pretty well, except for last week. And Geno Smith, who's been doing amazing, right? I also picked up Zach Wilson. So the three quarterbacks I started with, because I'm in a two-quarterback system league thing, um, I uh, dropped all three. And one of them was Justin Fields. So that's the Bears for you. Um, I do have Nick Chubb. I actually think he's not bad. He just is in an offense that doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah. I have Nick Chubb. I have Miles Sanders. I have Jamar Chase, who's arguably been one of the biggest disappointments this year so far. Um, I do have Curtis Samuel from the Commanders. I also have Tyler Higby, who's been pretty good. Chris Godwin, who's been decent. And then kicker and defense, I switch out every week, so it doesn't matter. On my bench, and this is why I've been struggling. DeAndre Swift hurt the last two weeks. Bye week this week. Keenan Great Allen, speech giver, though. Yeah, Keenan Allen hasn't played since week one. DeAndre Hopkins, suspended. Uh, Jared Goff's on a bye. Daryl Henderson hasn't done anything since that one breakout game. Not even not even a breakout game. He just had two decent games. Um, who else do I have? Um, I just picked up Conklin, Tyler Conklin, the, the tight end for the Jets as a backup. Eli Mitchell, who I got one carry out of. My entire team is hurt or suspended. Now, next week, when I get maybe Keenan back, and I get D-Hop, and I get Swift, and Jared Goff, I'm going for a three-peat in the championship. I okay, almost you. beat the number one team in the league without all those guys this past week. Almost. What do you think I'm, about the Lions? Dude, <laughs> I I love the Lions so much. For those that don't know, I'm from Michigan. I'm from Detroit. I love the Lions so, so much. We are the best one in four or five team. What are, where, where are we? One in four? One in four. One in four. We're the best one in four team in the league right now. Yeah, we have, great, we have a great offense. Our defense sucks. Um, we did nothing against the Patriots. That team is actually pretty good. Um, but Jared Goff has had a pretty good year. We don't have DeAndre Swift, obviously, right now. Like, we didn't have Amon Ra for a little bit. Like, we have a franchise left tackle in Panay Sewell, and we have a franchise defensive end in Aiden Hutchinson. We're going to be fine. We just got to figure out how to win games. And we have Chase Lucas. Turns out Lucas. that doing up-downs with your team doesn't actually make them better. I will not or, accept any Dan Campbell slander. He seems like a fine guy. I will not accept any slander. He seems like he's probably really fun to be around. Nope. Do not say anything else. He is fantastic. Um, I would bet that he is probably one of the better quotes for their local beat writers. Um, but they stink. <laughs> they're really bad. They're not really bad. They're they're one in four because they lose every game forty to forty two. They can score a lot, but they can't stop anybody from doing anything. I I'll accept that. I do like Rodrigo. There was a lot. I loved Hard Knocks, and I've always enjoyed it. Rodrigo. Any, 
Yeah, anybody who thought that because they had a couple good preseason games and they had a guy named Rodrigo, who that isn't even his real name, and they interviewed Aiden Hutchinson a few times, like anybody who thought that that was going to actually make them good in anything better than like 6-11 and 11 this year is delusional. I've used that word a lot. But hey, if we win six games, I'll be happy. Yeah, I that's the thing is if they win, if they go six and 11, that's not a terrible season. Yeah. Um, they're just not good. They might get good, like they might become good in the next couple of years and they might start trending that way. But yeah. right now, they stink. It's okay. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a quarterback out of the draft and we'll be great. Fine. I hope he's really good at up downs. <laughs> you're such a you're such a douche <laughs> oh I hope can see my gosh really well team camaraderie yeah there you go uh best thing you ate in last week eric Maybe Aiden Hutchinson should practice instead of singing Billy Jean. Oh my God, here we go. Best thing you ate in the last week. Um, the best thing I ate in the last week. Most of the performances that the people did besides Hutchinson's were bad, too. They weren't even good. There was the guy who juggled and missed his juggling a lot. Like, if that's going to be your skill you show off to everybody, at least be good at it. Like, you know it's bad when their special skill is also bad. Um, We got a new popcorn machine. Not a machine, a little popcorn maker at my place. What a Um, transition. And it perfectly cooks it. You put it in the microwave. It tells you exactly how much to do. Um, And so that's my thing is some some really high-quality popcorn. It's the best thing I ate this week. Wow. Yeah. How about you? Hmm. Hmm. I actually don't know. To be completely honest, I'm not really sure. Um, I can think of the worst thing I ate in the last week. Do that. Let's go with that. Uh, I went and watched Sunday night football at Sandbar because it's right down the street and we wanted Mexican food. Awful. Horrible. Chimichangas, terrible. Fun enough, but their food stinks. You don't go there for the food. See, and I made that mistake. Yeah. I wasn't going. It it wasn't busy, so I wasn't going there for like the party atmosphere. Plus, I I don't do that anyway. I'm too old for that. But yeah, no, the food was awful. Those chips and salsa were good. They did have good salsa. The chimichanga was awful. It was dry. And sorry if anyone listens that is listening that works at Sandbar. I doubt it. But if you work at Sandbar and Chandler, your food sucks. Sorry. Yeah. So get get good, kid, with your yeah. food. <laughs> get out the mud with your chimichangas. That's bro. right. Yeah. Their chimichangas are not slept on. No, they should they're be not st- underrated. They should be stepped on. Yeah. See what I did there? Put into the mud. Put into the mud. Buried deep under the mud. Yeah. And if they it get should... it out the mud, then that'll be good. I wouldn't even good. I wouldn't even feed it to a dog because it's got no dog in it. It's got no dog in it. And the dog doesn't have it in it either. 
it should be lit on fire and burned to yeah. a crisp. I think we've run this joke has run its course. Today. Has it? Has it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> How do why do people even listen to us? I don't know. I couldn't tell you either. They're trying anyway. to be nice. <laughs> Cody, is Cody still here? Cody's probably um, gone. Cody's probably gone already. After the fifth one of those references we just make, he probably turned it off. <laughs> Chris, he said Chris Eaton should be the computer. I think he's talking about the uh, the, rankings the rankings there, which yeah. I do agree with that. Or just do a media, do a media uh, committee. I don't want to be part of that. I wouldn't be asked anyway, but I don't want to be part of it. Okay. Because because well, I don't want to hear complaints. Well, they don't have, you don't have to say who's on the committee. Oh, true. Then I'll do it. Yeah. Then I, don't I think also still won't be asked. They should do a media poll, but like not have the media announce that they're part of like the committee. Yeah, fair enough. So, although I, there's not, I mean, there's a lot of media here, but I think there's like, like if they came out and said it's like a five person poll or like a six people, so it's like even, I, I think people would very quickly guess who is on it and who's not. Yeah. So, unless they just go with like all Cronkite kids, now that would be fun. Yeah. Just like Cronkite kids do it. Yeah. I think Mountain Rouge would be like number two in the in the state. They might the be. Um, anyway, now that I'm done taking small little shots. Um, yeah, I'm with you. That was kind of messed up, actually. I feel bad. No, I all Cronkite kids do a good job. I work there. They do a good That's job. That's not true. Life. Not all Cronkite <laughs> kids do a good job. No, and the only reason I I've said that is because many a lot of them of, that haven't done a good job. And, and the only reason I said that is because a lot of them get like specific schools that like they like have to cover like all the time. Yeah. And so, like, you would see, like, teams like, like, some of my classes would probably put, like, McClintock in there or, like, yeah. you know what Whoever I mean? Just because they, they haven't, they haven't seen. Yeah, I know Mountain Ridge gets a lot of coverage. Um, I'm sure Chandler would still, and Liberty would still be up there, obviously. But, yeah. So, anyway. Um, cool. I think we're done, right? That's right. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. Uh, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Hellfire at Anyone Rights at AZHSFB and at Arizona Varsity. Um, with that being said, good games this week, good games next week. And now with the open division rankings out and being updated every Tuesday, it's just going to get more and more interesting. So uh, we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, like I said, give us all a follow and we will talk to you all next week. Shout out all.net. Shout out all.net. Yes, you pay our paychecks. Kind of, right? I think. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe part of it. Yeah, I think Chili honestly takes most of it for shoes. Can't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>